Chapter 1. How to Have It All Is it possible to have it all? A fit body, radiant skin, a strong immune system, a healthy mind, and even a satisfied palate. The short answer? A definite yes. There are a lot of principles in this book you'll learn to employ, but let's get started with the most basic. A fundamental key to your life force and longevity is to add genuinely healthy foods to your diet. This along with more fresh air, sunshine, and pure water, which we'll also discuss in this book. The big picture. As for healthy foods, what are we talking about? Well, they're foods that are, for the most part, in an unprocessed, unrefined state, plus a few vitally important ones that should be a part of everyone's diet. Today, adequate consumption of these foods has fallen way short in the average diet. Instead, a large percentage of the modern diet consists of processed foods, even foods that we may not necessarily think of as processed, such as breads, pastas, cereals, crackers, chips, other snack foods, and bottled drinks, no matter how organic they are. These foods give the body very little of what it really needs. And what does the body need? Of course, nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and enzymes from whole unprocessed foods. The old saying, you are what you eat, is more true than we might realize. New cells, the very substance we are made of, are being created every moment. Although it's largely imperceptible to the outside senses, our bodies are constantly changing, for good or bad, based on what we're feeding ourselves. Every seven years, your body has all new cells, except for the neurons in the brain. Every cell gets replaced. That's the importance of rebuilding your body with the right stuff all the time. While so much of our population manages to get by on processed foods, seeming to defy the laws of nature, processed foods do have costs that most people are not aware of. Overeat, diet, repeat. Without enough nutrient-dense foods, the body fails to get what it needs, vital, nutritive life support. And because of this, the appetite remains unsatisfied. So then, what do we do? We eat more. And it's more of the same processed stuff. It's a common flaw in the Western world. We overeat in attempt to satisfy our appetites. And we overeat the wrong things. By nature, the body doesn't like to overeat for many reasons, of course, the unfortunate outcome of obesity being an obvious one. And obesity isn't necessarily the worst of the potential outcomes either. What's a typical response? To eat less. We diet. Most dieting is based on restraining the overall intake of calories to a specific amount based on body weight and number of pounds needing to be lost. This approach fails because it basically restrains a diet that is already nutrient deficient. The primary goal of weight loss may be achieved, but often at the expense of overall health, even at the cost 
of simply feeling good. By the way, don't be bamboozled by the low-fat diets for weight loss. We'll talk more about fats in the next chapter. For now, here's a crucial reality check. When the low-fat diets began 20 years ago, Americans started to get fatter. And dieting can only ever be a temporary solution, at best, because the body's metabolism slows down to compensate for the reduced fuel available. When the regular diet returns, the weight comes back due to the slowed metabolic rate, and sometimes with a vengeance. Processed foods really just make life harder. These foods have only recently become familiar, quote-unquote, and our bodies are confused about how much to eat. So we spend our time counting our calories and percentages of fat, protein, and carbohydrates. With the unprocessed foods, Mother Nature has all of that taken care of for us. Our bodies are incredibly intelligent and, by nature, aspire toward operating at a level of optimal health and well-being. When we incorporate nutrient-dense foods in our diet, thereby getting what we really need, our bodies know it. Conversely, our taste buds know to stay away from things in nature that could otherwise be toxic to our bodies. Unfortunately, however, in our modern day and age, common foods are more about, well, entertainment than nutrition. They're unfamiliar to our otherwise intelligent taste buds and beyond the scope of the body's instinctual wisdom, like it normally would have to stay away from otherwise toxic foods out in nature, right? That makes sense. The modern diet is diverting us from what is genuinely healthy, and a hypnotic spell comes with it, making the body unaware it's headed down the wrong path. But it doesn't have to be that way. With the right understanding, we can get back on course by listening to the intelligence of our bodies and retraining our taste buds. So the win-win solution to any diet, whether the goal is weight loss, increased energy, or healing, is to add natural, nutrient-dense foods to your diet. It will unquestionably be reflected in numerous ways that will prove to be significant. And as your body's natural instincts will become revamped, you'll by nature gravitate toward more of the healthy foods over time and faster than you might think. Vitamins, fortified foods, supplements, and superfoods. What if you don't have time to prepare your own food? Or what if you just don't have a taste and liking for most vegetables? Well, there's always multivitamins, right? Not necessarily. The human body has evolved over many thousands of years, nourished all along with nutrients from real foods. Only in recent years have we seen a departure from this vital relationship. There have been countless attempts at devising substitutes for nutrition from foods, multivitamins, nutrient isolates, and similar supplements. These are synthetically processed nutrients, 
and for the most part, unfamiliar to the body, therefore offering little to no benefit. Some multivitamins advertise that they're made with plant foods, but they still include nutrients synthetically created in labs. And what do I mean by nutrients synthetically created? These are derivatives from coal tar mixed with different varieties of genetically modified corn and hydrochloric acid. What? Who would really want to ingest that? Nami. Do a search on the web and you will find very little information about this topic. I have a hunch why. Promoted as healthy, these 100% of your vitamins products can ironically create a toxic load on the body, especially the kidneys. Multivitamins and other lab-formulated nutrients are no match for the real nutrients from foods, and used long-term could produce more harm than benefit. Note that even the most nutrient-rich plant food diet won't necessarily give the body 100% of every vitamin and mineral the body needs in a day, nor is it really necessary. Many nutrients are fat-soluble and are stored in the body, some even for years, like vitamin B12, for example. Getting our nutrients from food is something the body has already perfected, not so from artificial nutrients. And let's not be fooled by thinking we're getting nutrients in the so-called fortified foods at the local supermarket. These are often the foods made with the wheat flour that's fortified with thiamine, riboflavin, niacin, and iron. Why? Because these are the nutrients in the original wheat bran that are lost during the processing of wheat into a pulverized powder, also known as flour course. And because these nutrients are removed, food manufacturers put the lab-formulated versions back in. The end result is nothing healthy. Worse, this wheat flour, as we'll discuss later on, is in many foods, even those presented as natural. What about supplements? It's a broad subject with a whole world of different products some of which can be great and some of which can be terrible. Overusing supplements is a common theme and with many, tolerance can easily build negating any value. The main idea with any supplements you're taking is to read the list of ingredients to be sure it's exclusively plant foods that are known to be genuinely healthy, right? Superfoods. As you may already know, there's a wide array of products that are referred to now as superfoods. Superfoods qualify as a plant food that has some sort of substantial nutritive element to it. Some of the common superfoods I would consider to be chard, collard greens, parsley, broccoli, ginger, turmeric, pomegranate, and blueberries, to mention a few. Other superfoods, maybe lesser known, include maca root, blue-green algae, goji berries, herbs like nettles or passionflower, 
and super high antioxidant fruits like mangosteen, acerola cherry, and amla berry. A significant advantage of superfoods, they're not subject to nutrient loss from soil depletion that has reduced from modern mass agricultural methods. It's a tough reality check to consider that many fruits and vegetables don't have quite the same nutritive content they used to. This is part of where superfoods can play an important role. It's lesser known that superfoods harvested in their native environment generally maintain their original nutrient richness. You may already know I'm a huge believer in superfoods. I mention this not to endorse my Infinity products specifically, but to let you know how important a diet of truly healthy foods is to me. I've made it my life's work. I've witnessed superfoods after a decade of formulating for the ashram and Infinity Health Retreats, demonstrating clearly their tremendous health-enhancing value. Of course, there are literally thousands of medicinal herbs and superfoods. My point is to introduce you to the idea of bringing them into your life. It should be noted here that in case you are working on healing a malady, it's important to research your superfoods before taking them. Some may just have the effects you're looking for, while others could have the opposite. There are some superfoods that are blood thinners, for example, while there are others that are blood coagulators, the very opposite. Do your research to find the superfoods that are a fit for your state of health and what it is you're shooting for. Wikipedia, not product websites, can be sometimes an awesome resource for this purpose. Try a superfood on a trial basis and Evaluate if you're noticing any effects, any benefits, right? Are you getting the results you're looking for? Superfoods that are just right for you could offer significant benefit. Just their potential energizing effect can make superfoods a superior alternative to, drumroll, caffeine. In my classes, I would often get asked about caffeine. A rule of thumb is about 100 milligrams of caffeine is within the boundaries of healthy intake. That's a regular cup of coffee. For comparison, a serving of black tea is about 50 milligrams. Green tea has about half that much, which is still enough caffeine to be stimulating. The red flag in the world of caffeinated beverages is energy drinks. Stay away from them. These drinks can have upwards of 200 milligrams of caffeine. Yikes, to heck with that. The truth is, there's no added stimulation much past 100 milligrams. Maybe only some anxiety. Who wants that? The advantage for the energy drink companies is that this much caffeine becomes chemically addicting. No doubt that's at least part of their idea. And the FDA isn't helping. Unbelievably, the FDA advises that 200 milligrams is safe for even children. Don't allow yourself or your kids to go down that road. The thing to keep in mind with caffeine is it can be overstimulating and even exhausting for the adrenals. 
and can actually rob you of energy in the long run. In most cases, moderate amounts of caffeine probably won't hurt. Personally, I have found that I definitely have more energy, however, when I am caffeine free. Still, I may have a cup of tea from time to time when I feel like I really need it. If you're a daily caffeine drinker, why not take a break to see how that goes? If, at first, you may actually just feel a little draggy because the adrenals are recharging, this is nothing unusual. But give it a few days, and you'll likely feel the energy advantage. GMO, genetically modified foods. Over the last 30 years, our foods have become altered significantly. How? Foreign genes from other plants and animals have been inserted into the genes of the original plant foods. DNA profiles have been restructured for the purpose of making foods grow faster and bigger and to become more resilient to drought and bruising as well as increasing the food's shelf life. Genetically modified organisms now comprise the vast majority of our food supply. Unfortunately, the negatives of GMO foods outweigh the positives. The end result of a genetically modified food is simply this. It's a radically different product. For the most part, the calories and nutritive profiles of the genetically altered foods are similar to the original. But there's a lot more to a food than just calories and nutrients. Genetic structures of a food play a big role for a number of reasons. It should be noted here that genetic engineering is somewhat mid-experiment. Whether genetic modification is linked to the plethora of modern health issues is simply unknown at this point. And not knowing the long-term effects on our health and the environment is deserving of serious attention. Genetic modification of foods is currently outlawed, actually, in 38 countries, all of which I, have, I trust to have plenty of intelligent people. Like them, I prefer not put myself at risk in this GMO experiment. And my intuition tells me that maintaining a diet of primarily organic foods is well worth the extra cost. For me, there are particular foods where I can always tell the difference in the taste and texture between genetically modified and organic, and organic is always better. Furthermore, most genetically engineered foods are grown with the use of pesticides. The job of pesticides, of course, is to kill things. GMO foods generally need pesticides because the plant's natural ability to defend itself from insects has been compromised by the residual holes, basically, left behind from its change in genetic structure. Ingesting even residual amounts of pesticides on a lifestyle basis is worthy reason for concern. Naturally, taking in pesticides doesn't lend itself well to our overall health. I strongly suggest going for foods that are certified organic. This means foods that have no genetic modifications 
and that have not been treated with pesticides. For animal products, it means that even the feed has been exclusively organic. As for the newly classified non-GMO verified foods, while it's true they haven't been genetically modified, they still can contain pesticides. When will the day come when GMO foods or foods sprayed with the pesticides have to be labeled as such? I think it would make a huge difference to the consumer if he or she was aware when buying a food product that this product has been genet genetically modified and sprayed with chemicals is actually indicated. In addition to seeking organic foods, always read the ingredients of the packaged foods you're buying, right? There are a lot of processed foods out there that are billed as organic. Organic crackers, chips, cereals, breads. Yes, while they may be made from organic food, they're still processed and therefore lacking the healthy, nutritive value that we're looking for. Unfortunately, the term organic has become weakened from many processed foods being labeled as such. Along those lines, don't be fooled by the term all natural. All this means is that the food product isn't artificially flavored or colored, but it can be genetically modified or treated with pesticides. For crying out loud, even high fructose corn syrup is classified as all natural. I mean, come on here, this is a joke. Salt. One more basic dietary topic I get asked a lot about is salt. Salt is among the important reasons to read ingredient labels. Listed on a product label as salt, table salt or iodized salt, is salt that's likely been mined from the ground. Lesser processed sea salt is a better option because sea salt has trace minerals which are lacking in the original regular salt products. The problem with mine salt is it's exclusively sodium chloride with no minerals. And too much sodium chloride by itself can be demineralizing for the body. It's also been linked to high blood pressure and high water retention that only slows down the body's processes. Some sodium in our diet is actually essential for the conduction of electrical impulses that keep everything in the body ticking. But sodium is already in many plant foods, like celery, for example. You don't need the common salt that's found in typical snack foods, sauces, flavors, dips, dressings, and similarly processed foods. Almost all of these packaged foods have salt added due to the lack of flavor for also extending their shelf life. Take the processed salt products out of your diet. This of course means less processed and packaged foods in general. Read those labels and shop for products that use exclusively sea salt, if they have any salt added at all. If and when adding salt to your food, Celtic sea salt is my first choice. It's the least processed of salt products, still has its original trace minerals, and it's okay to, when used in small amounts. Himalayan salt is a fine option too, 
Still, these natural salts can be overused. Just a pinch will do. Rather than too much salt in your food, just up the flavor with herbs and spices. Easier than you think. Your diet is a powerful avenue for quality of life enhancement, and honing its improvement is an ongoing life journey. As such, it's a matter of starting where you are and adding a few of the truly healthy foods to your diet on a regular basis. So don't overwhelm yourself here with the idea of a complete diet overall. For many, the body can actually reject this kind of radical change. The good news is your tastes will gradually change in the favor of genuinely healthy foods, and your choices will gravitate in that direction. Remember that your intelligent taste buds will conspire on your behalf when you give them the chance with the right foods. And hopefully, you'll find that this book will offer a steady progression of supportive information that'll help your shift toward a healthier life feel quite natural. If this is new territory for you, then congratulations. Let's start simple. I have the perfect suggestions that I'll be sharing with you as we go. And you can find a whole section of recipes in the back of this book. The point is, it's a lot easier to raise the quality of your diet than you might think. And you might just find the reward to be much greater than expected. I sure did. Ready to learn more? In the next few chapters, I'm going to disabuse you of what you thought you knew about fats, sugars, starches, and proteins. From there, we'll move on to other important subjects that might also be uh, challenging. They will challenge conventional wisdom. The thing to ponder here is what life will be like when we truly embrace a healthier diet and lifestyle. There is a pricelessness to the well-being we are destined to live. And I say we go for it.